Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are going to be in Romans chapter 4 today, and we're going to see how God's demand of righteousness has been met through faith. And in the first three chapters of the book of Romans, Paul laid out God's demand for righteousness, not just upon some, but upon all. And that includes the Gentile as well as the Jew or the religious person. And he has concluded that all men have sinned and all men are sinners. Therefore, his demand is for all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth so that they can be made the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. And all of this is through his death, burial, and resurrection. All of it has been made available to every human being through the sacrifice of Christ. And so the demand of God upon all men uh, to be the righteousness of God through Christ has to be met through faith. We can't do it ourselves. God has to give to us the very uh, power and the very strength that we need uh, to not only to claim salvation, but uh, to uh, be forgiven of sins, and uh, to be declared righteous by him. And so coming over to chapter 4, Paul uses the faith of Abraham as an example of the kind of overcoming faith that God has granted to you and to me. And so this is what the study is going to be about, God's demand of righteousness being met through the faith that he gives to each and every one of us through the preaching of the gospel and through the word of God. So let's go ahead and pray and we'll get right into the word. Heavenly Father, we bless you today. We thank you today. We thank you today for your grace and for your mercy and for everything, Lord, that you've done for us. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name uh, to reach out by faith and to claim these things, and we'll give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so here we go. Romans chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory, but not before God. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness." even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputes righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Comes this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. And now let's go down to verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. 
not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Before him who he believed, even God, who makes alive the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Praise God. First, we want to look at the principles of faith, and then we're going to look at the demonstration of faith. Now, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, Paul writes this, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Hope is based upon an expectation of something to happen. Faith is giving substance to those things which are hoped for. And we'll see this as we go along when we study the faith of Abraham. Faith, then, is the evidence of things not seen. We hope for healing one day. We hope for this. We hope for that. Well, faith based upon the word of God gives substance to that hope. In other words, it, it causes hope to become a real thing. And it gives the evidence of those things that are not in the realm of reality right now. They're in the future somewhere. It gives evidence to that, that these things shall come to pass. And that's exactly what Paul, I mean, what Jesus, when he was uh, speaking to his disciples in Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24, uh, this is exactly how Jesus described uh, what the faith of God is. And you and I, we, we are participators and we are partakers of the faith of God. We don't manufacture our own faith. God grants us this faith, this faith that rises up to claim uh, the promises of God. Now, ver verse 22, Mark 11, and Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Or we could say it this way, have God's faith, have the God kind of faith. All three of those uh, interpretations are correct. Now, notice what Jesus says in verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, that includes you and me, that includes every human being on the face of the earth, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Doubt is the thief of God's greater blessings. It is an enemy. But shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. 
And of course, Jesus said these things after he had cursed the fig tree that wasn't producing fruit and how the disciples noticed that that fig tree was dried up from the roots immediately. So we see how faith can work instantly that it's put into practice, instantly that it's put into action. Faith begins to work. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And notice how many times Jesus mentions the word shall. Shall have them. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. See, faith is not an if. Faith is a shall. Shall believe, shall come to pass. And with this kind of faith, the faith of God stirring on the inside of us, whatever we need. You know, John said it this way, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, what Christ and the Bible says that we can have by faith, that is his will. Amen. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and we know that if he hears us, we know that we have the things that we desire, the things that we desire of him, that he'll grant them. Amen. Praise God. And so. The demonstration of the faith is the classic example of the faith of Abraham. Well, first of all, let's look at the promise. Now, the promise is this to Abraham. The promise from God to Abraham is I have made thee. Notice this. Notice the past tense of God's word. I have made thee a father of many nations. So as far as God was concerned, this issue is settled. He's already determined it. I have made thee a father of many nations. Now, the word uh, promise uh, comes from the Greek word epigalion, and it simply means this. It means an announcement that someone, in this case God, that someone is about to do or to provide something to a person, and that person was Abraham. And God said that I will visit Sarah, and she will bear you a son. Amen. Praise God. That was the promise. Now, it took some time for Abraham to get to that point to where he was willing to believe God. But understand this, that Abraham was a man of faith. It takes a man of faith to leave his family, to leave his country, to follow God and to go to a place that he didn't know where he was going. God directed him down to Canaan's land. Praise God. Amen. So we see the degrees of faith that are working on the inside of Abraham as God was working in his life. And there's no difference between you and I. You and I will receive that same kind of help uh, from God, from the Holy Spirit, if we're willing to trust and to follow him. Now, it says this, Abraham's faith in God before him. In other words, in the sight of God, we're reading now, again, uh, the passages of Scripture that I uh, quoted earlier concerning the faith of Abraham. Uh, before him, we could say it this way, in the sight of him, in the sight of God, 
whom he believed, talking about Abraham. Now, the word believed is the Greek word pistuo. It's the, it's a, a, the verb uh, portion of, of this noun pistis, and it is the act of believing. It is the act of trusting, the actual act of it. See, the evidence that a man believes is his action. What is, what is he going to do? What is the evidence that you're believing God? Well, you're going to act upon uh, what you believe. And, and, and you and I, we're, we're believing God. We're believing his word. So we're going to act upon uh, what we believe. If God says that by his stripes we're healed, we're going to act upon that verse in Jesus' name. If God says that I will supply all of your need according to the riches of glory by Christ Jesus, then we act upon that word. We believe it and we trust in it completely that God will do exactly what he said he would do. Now, notice again, who quickens, verse 17, who quickens or makes alive the dead. Now, the word quicken here is the Greek word uh, zuo, piuntos, and it means to produce alive. It means to beget. It means to bear a young one. And quickening the dead, Paul is speaking here of Sarah's womb that was dead. Abraham's inability to produce children. We're talking about a couple of centenarians here. Way past the time for them to produce their young by themselves. God is working in, in Abraham. God is working in the womb of Sarah to fulfill his promise. Now, this is an incredible situation. God is speaking to a man that uh, began following uh, the Lord when he was 75 years old and Sarah wasn't that far behind him. And yet God is doing this. I'm telling you, God is a faithful God. He is a powerful God, not just a the. He is the faithful God and the powerful God. And so through faith, we see here, through faith in the promise of God, what did God do? He invigorated Sarah's womb and enabled her in her old age to bear Isaac. Amen. Verse 17, continuing on, and calls those things which be not as though they were. Through Abraham's faith, the Lord brought to life that which didn't exist. It had died a long time before, but God brought it back to life. And so we see here, and we know this, this is logical, that Sarah was physically impossible to bear a child. And Abraham physically was impossible to bear a child. But God, by his power, made it possible. Now, just think about the situation that you or I may be in. We may be facing something that is impossible for us. But listen, we're trusting in God. Who does what? Who quickens the dead? Who brings things that are dead to life? And it's not a hard thing for God, whatever situation you're in, you think it's impossible. It's not hard for God to turn that around. 
but it requires this kind of faith in order for God to do it. And Abraham came to that place where he just totally and completely trusted in God and trusted in his word. And look what God did for this man. Praise God. Amen. Now, Ephesians says this, verses three and four, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Think about that. Think about what we were. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has made us alive together with Christ by grace ye are saved. Now, once again, here's the old English word quickened. And it comes from the Greek word sued, zoopae. And soon speaks to us of a union. And also, here's that Greek word again, zoopoeo, and it means to make alive. God came in a form of union and made us alive. Union with what? Union with our faith. We had to agree with him. We desired that, and we received Christ by faith. Well, he came in and he made us alive. That which was dead was quickened, was made alive. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how you and I got born again. Amen. But we couldn't do it without God. It took God and his power making us to come alive, just like in the womb of Sarah and in the life, the physical body of Abraham, quickening both. Praise God, making them come alive. Now, here's another fact of the faith of Abraham, who against hope believed in hope. And this and hope is the Greek word elpis, and it means to anticipate with pleasure. Or it's an expectation of a promise that it will be fulfilled. And we look at poor Sarah. I mean, no possibility that Sarah could conceive on her own. Neither Abraham's ability their natural hope had vanished. I mean, it's been years. Sarah's womb has been dead, unable to produce or conceive. Abraham the same. But God made promise to Abraham that Sarah would bear him a son. Now, initially, Sarah laughed. She thought, she thought it was incredible. Just like a lot of times you and I, when we're faced with a situation, we don't know how we're going to get out of it. We're not going to, we don't know how. I mean, we're going to meet this challenge. We think in our mind is so incredible. But then we understand that with God, all things are possible. What an incredible situation that Abraham and Sarah would, by God's promise, bear a son. And their hope was renewed. Their natural hope in themselves was dead, but their hope in God that he will do exactly what he said he was do came alive. And they realized that their hope in God, that it would be possible through his power, 
that Abraham and Sarah would produce a son. And so they began to trust in him. They had a confident expectation that what God promised, he was able also to perform. And what was the promise? That he might become the father of many nations. Now, the interesting thing here is that Abraham believed God before Sarah gave birth. And what that teaches us is that we don't believe God's promises after they come to pass. We believe God is able to do what he said he would do before these promises take effect. Abraham believed God first. Amen. Praise God. And being not weak in faith. The word weak, then, this is important. The word weak comes from the Greek word asthenio. And it is mentioned and it's used many times in the New Testament concerning sickness. Now here, Paul is speaking of the flesh of Abraham and the flesh of Sarah, how it's weak. You and I, our flesh is weak. And asthenio speaks to us of the inability to get a result. There's no strength to do something. And without faith in God, what Abraham hoped for would not have been possible. But see, this is what Abraham did. Notice what Paul writes in Hebrews chapter 11. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Abraham found that out. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Abraham found out. Amen. That uh, his child of Hagar, that did not please God. And God was not going to go that avenue. And then once again, Paul says this concerning Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah herself, she developed the same kind of faith in God, received her ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. And so a whole nation, this is important. And so a whole nation came from Abraham, a man who was too old to even have one child. As many descendants, think about that, as the stars of heaven in number, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Praise God. So we see that through faith, Abraham and trusting in God released God's ability to do over and above everything that Abraham thought was possible. And isn't that what the scripture tells us? That God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think, but it's according to the power, according to the power that works in us. What power is working in us? Well, faith is working in us. Righteousness is working in us. Amen. 
And then Paul goes on and he says, Abraham considered not his own body, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't fix his eyes upon Sarah's age or his own age. He fixed his eyes upon the promise. Amen. He didn't even consider Sarah's body. What did he perceive? What did he consider? God's promise. And then Paul says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Staggering, staggered not rather, is the Greek word diakrino. Actually, it's pronounced diakrino. Diak means through and krino means to judge. Abraham judged God to be faithful and to answer by granting him that promise. And it was Abraham's opinion, his determination, his judgment, his estimation that God would do what he promised. And he was strong in faith. It's the Greek word andinamu. And it means to be endued and increased with strength to believe God. The faith of God deposited in the heart of Abraham is what caused him to rise up and to believe God that he'll do exactly what he said to do. And, and, Paul, and Paul said this, and giving glory to God. Abraham began praising God before, era, before Sarah ever delivered Isaac. He worshiped God. He sacrificed. He raised his hands. He praised the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he believed in the promise of God. And as a result, being fully persuaded that what God had promised, God was able also to perform. To be fully persuaded is the Greek word plero, which means to be filled up. And the Greek word combined, poreo, what means to, it means to be clothed or to bear. And this was Abraham's faith. He was filled up and clothed with the strength and the confidence in God fulfilling his promise. And then finally it says, therefore, it was imputed or credited to Abraham for righteousness. In other words, he came in through faith. He came into right standing with God the Father, and he stepped back, trusting in the Lord, and allowed God then to do what he said he would do. You see, and this is the promise fulfilled in Genesis 21, 1 through 3. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. Remember, God said, you know, he told Abraham, you know, you're you're going to in nine months the John Dunning Luce translation in nine months, Sarah is going to bear a child. So what did Abraham and Sarah do? Well, they did what needs to be done in order to have seed. They did that by faith. Just think of two old people doing that by faith. Sharing the marriage bed by faith. They did it. Why? Based upon the promise of God. Something that they had not done in years. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. Think about that. Praise God. Amen. So what's God going to do for you? Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. 
to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. What God did for Abraham and Sarah, he will do for you and I. But we're going to have to have the kind of faith that Abraham had. And we too, as long as we have the same kind of faith that Jesus spoke of, the same kind of faith that Abraham had, we too can receive all the promises of God because they're all yes. God doesn't say yes one day and no the next. He doesn't say no one day and then yes. All the promises of God are yes and amen. And it's the Abraham kind of faith that is demonstrated in Romans chapter 4 that enables us to receive the promises made to him. Amen. Praise God. So don't lose heart. Strengthen yourself. Stay in the Word of God. Stay in prayer and keep confessing the Word of God. The promises of God will come to pass for you. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name and we give you praise and honor and glory. Amen and amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.